Hello and welcome to the FOMO cast. I'm Chris here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got some stuff to talk about. It's mostly Disney stuff. And um, we love that because that means that Disney news is good news, right? Because Disney's got all this stuff going on. They're still open, even with the rising cases of COVID-19. But, you know, we're going to stay positive on this podcast. That's what we do. Um, want to make sure everyone goes to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. You can find Tim's Twitch, my Twitch. You can find links to everything there. And also look out for the new podcast I'm going to be having with the Ninth Warhounds. It's a gaming community. They basically, um, on that gaming community, they have everything from just a general chat to where we also have um, divisions of Apex, Fortnite, Call of Duty, which includes the mobile, Warzone, Black Ops, Cold War, and Modern Warfare, uh, the GTA for the next gen, Splitgate, which is an awesome new game that's coming out that's kind of in a beta, and then uh, Rocket League. So we've started doing that kind of stuff where you can find people to play with. They have a server for World uh, World of Warcraft. There's a lot of cool stuff going on there. So Tim and I are going to have a little chat, and then um, from time to time we're going to have members from the community to come on as well. Um, so Tim's going to help me start off that podcast for the community. Um, the leader of that group is Mr. King Noxie, and he uh, graciously allowed me to do the podcast talking about everything gaming. And Tim and I love everything gaming, so uh, uh, we're going to have some fun with it. But into the news for our podcast, for FOMOcast, we're going to start off with obviously Disney news because, you know, you know why not? It, it, Disney's the agenda. But uh, Bob Gurr is going to be featured in an upcoming 2020 special on a to- October 1st for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. If you know if you know Disney, you know Bob Gurr. If you know anything about Disney to a certain level, you know Bob Gurr. Um, I've actually I think he's in the parks quite often surprisingly or he was before, you know, COVID. Uh how, he has a couple of books, doesn't he Tim? Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a handful of books um on it and like he said he was in the parks a lot and I know uh before COVID he was doing um not um disney tours but tours of what he was involved with in the uh, la area which is very heavily disney but he also did some stuff at uh godzilla at or not godzilla king kong universal studios um after his disney career and then also did the uh pirate ship sinking at treasure island in vegas is another big one i I think i isn't that one i could that's like his favorite one isn't it i think the treasure island one because i know that that's always heavily featured in whenever I watch videos about him. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I think he said it was kind of like the most fun to work on. Cause it was just, he, he, Hey, he knew what he was doing. That's why they brought him in and it was Vegas. And they kind of just said, Hey, do here's what we want. Um, and don't worry about budget and just kind of go, go for it. So, well, Hey, um, that's what I you want to do. Able to use a lot of different, um, you know, skills that he's learned over the years um, on it. So well, that's so pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to to see that. I saw that pop up and like, Hey, and I think he's, I think he's got to be pushing 90 or, uh, you know, over 90 already. And he says his longevity is due to his Gur martinis. So he has a, uh, a martini every, you know, at least once a day. Um, you know, so that's what what he's kind of known for. But like you said, if you've been to Disneyland, you know him. 
He designed the Autopia cars, the monorail, Matterhorn, um, the Omni Mover system, which is Little Mermaid, or best known for Haunted Mansion, Little Mermaid. Um, and um, he also, um, why am I blanking here? So, yeah. So he did. He did a, he did a lot. He's only 89. That's oh, it. the um, that's the other thing he did. All the Main Street uh, automobiles. That's what he did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's what he did. One of his books, I believe, is about the Main Street yeah. automobiles because he there's very specific designs and things put into everything. And that's why it takes great pride because if you, for those that don't notice, like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't open, doors that don't open, you know, windows that don't open. But you look in so much of the stuff and there's so many intricacies that you would never notice on a regular walk. Like it's almost like you're walking through New York City and looking at all this old, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. And and before he became an Imagineer, he wanted to be a um, uh, like an auto automotive design um, engineer. So that's why, obviously, a lot of his stuff had to do with um, some type of vehicles uh, with it. So he got to, you know, still do his automotive background. And I mean, it's not only did he did like design them as far as the shape, but the insides right. too. And he had to tweak stuff to make it um work on it. Right. So I mean to make it work in the park. So but it was cool to see that that he will be, be featured on that, which makes sense because um there's only a well every year everyone gets a year older and all these people that have worked with Walt Disney um you know are becoming few and far between cuz all right yep yeah, people forget that so they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Disney World and Walt Disney died before Disney World opened so um yep. i mean he's been gone over 50 years and he was already in his 60s i think when he passed away yeah oh yeah so to me that just says uh yeah um yeah that that just to me means i mean who could be like i think there i think the most famous one i remember was the the dude that was like uh, i think he started out as a, a janitor at 17 and so he's in his 60s now like late 60s early 70s and like he's like besides bob gurr is like one of the most coherent people everybody else seems to be kind of you know came in afterwards so it's kind of cool seeing someone who was there with with walt and knew walt you know in some form you know which is pretty awesome um sticking in with the walt disney theme is we have the walt disney imagineer lenny smoot receive his 100th u.s patent the interesting thing about a lot of these things though is is that if your name's on it okay cool but disney still owns it which actually my job currently I think they have over a thousand patents. Whenever you get a patent, they put a plaque on a wall. But when you make a patent, when you're with the company, it belongs to the company, whether you did it on your own time or not. It's if it is anything to do with the business of what I'm in, they are, are, are the holders of it. So it'd be interesting to see how many Imagineer pa patents there are, because they have created so many things in robotics and track design and things that other places just can't get right. And you know. It'd be cool to see, okay, look, this is what they do for this. And, you know, this is how they, you know, because you can look the patents up. You can, it'll actually show you what it looks like, the schematics and everything like that. You just can't do it because it's, you know, it's patented to them. So that's pretty yeah. cool. 100 is a lot. That's a lot of patents is 100. 
No, exactly. And especially Disney with everything that they have to do. I mean, even in the infancy of Disney War, it's like, we can't do that yet. Walt would say, why not? It's like, because we have to make it. We have to right. make it. There's nothing right. out there. Or this is too advanced that it would, um, A, take too much to make it. And, you know, whether it's power or generate too much heat and it would always break down. Yep. Um, or we literally have to develop. In- invent the technology. Thing. Yep. Yeah, it, exactly. So there's there's a lot. Um, but it was cool that, um, you know, it says, obviously, uh, Milestone not achieved by any inventors and makes Lanny one of the most prolific black inventors in American history based on patents issued according to Disney patent attorney. So okay. it's pretty cool. So it sounds like he's one of the, um, and I, I think it said he's been with the uh, 42 years in theatrical uh, technology, creator, inventor, electrical engineer, scientist, and researcher, and 22 of those years was with um, Walt Disney Company. So basically half the time he's been with, with Disney, but it seems That's like it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and they're they're a lot more they're a lot more lenient now too. Like uh, uh, the late great uh, Grant Imahara, who was on MythBusters and who is actually the person who developed uh, Baby Yoda, along with other a lot of other things. Grogu, um, he's made a bunch of stuff, but he did that for Industrial Light and Magic, which is you know the star is Lucas Lucas Films, you know their design team that do a lot of the graphics and stuff like that CGI, but um, I think he just did it on loan. Like he wasn't even employed. So I know they bring in people who know or are experts to make their stuff the best. So it's not a lot of that. You need to work for us kind of things, which is kind of cool. So we'll see, we'll see if he comes up with any more because when reporting on his 101, uh, 101th patent, it'd be kind of cool. Um, Today they did release um, Disney Imagineers. They divulged the new details of the star Wars galactic star cruiser hotel with the spring 2022 opening announced, um, uh, is supposedly the way it looks is this is going to be maximum is two days. So you stay there, you leave on the third day. Um, it's an experience. You're not paying to go to the park. Really? You will go to the park, but there is an agenda planned. You get missions, you do all this different stuff. What I did see was they gave the price tag, and I think it's almost like six thousand dollars for two days. So, so it's like it's like three days, two nights, which most people know that third day doesn't really count because you get checked out. But you're gonna have access to basically, it looks like the Star Cruiser. Um, as Tim has mentioned in the comments, and the next thing is the guests will find out who bought the coaxium they stole on Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run aboard Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. So they're tiring a lot of stuff in there. Um, okay, so all it's all listed right there. Uh, the Star Cruiser guests will be able to partic- participate in scavenger hunt tie-ins during Batu excursions. So you're actually going to get a shuttle that goes take you straight from the hotel to Batu, and you actually do have a time to ride. Uh, rise of the resistance so i have a feeling it's going to tie into the ride so they're going to make everything lead to going to the ride whether you've been on it before or not and then i also the rumor i've heard is they'll have characters kind of like they have the rebel who wanders around batu who tries to get you to join the rebellion um they're going to have people like that on the ship that are trying to get you to steal stuff from um the galactic star cruiser which is under empire control so um or first order control i'm not sure they haven't 
they haven't said too much on that. I'm assuming it's going to be first order, but you never know. Um, but just looking at the way they did it, it's it's an experience. And a lot of people are saying, well, I'm like, well, well how much would you pay to live in Star Wars? That's the thing you got to think about. Because the same as, as someone that wants to go to an all-inclusive resort. If you want to take two of your kids and see, like, they love Star Wars and you want to live it, how cool is that? Being on a Star Cruiser, talking to people in character, running missions and doing stuff like that. It sounds amazing. Yeah, no, and uh, and like you said, I mean, it was from the beginning, it's going to be completely immersive. I mean, it right. is, you know, it's like Batu on steroids, you know, where they're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, everything like that. And that's what, what it is for. And, you know, it's Disney. So, A, it's going to be done right. And B, it's not going to be cheap. So it's, you know, here's the, for the prices starting from, you know, two guests per cabin um, is basically a little over $1,200 per guest per night. So that's a total right. of $4,800. And that's not even the so, best cabin you can get either. That's yeah. the basic, probably interior, yeah, this, no yeah, special windows. Yeah, this is starting. So this is your, your cheapest you're going to get there. Three guests per cabin, two adults, one child is almost a little under nine hundred per guest per night, so a total of fifty three hundred bucks. Yep. Um, four guests per cabin, three adults, one child is seven hundred and fifty per guest per night, or basically six thousand um, dollars total on it. And you know, like you said, two nights stay in the cabin or suite. Um, what say admission into Disney Hollywood? studios for your planetary excursion to star wars galaxy edge you get valet parking that's very nice of them that's nice right an exclusive star wars galactic star cruiser data band known on your home planet as a magic band so you know they have everything you know there's uh, prices again yeah you get a, a standard cabin um and the cabins are it's like you're in the star cruiser it's not like Oh, cool! This is a Star Cruiser, and then you go into your cabin, and it looks like a normal hotel room. No, it looks like you're in a Star Cruiser, you know, cabin. Yeah. Um, then they have a uh, Galaxy Class Suite and a Grand Captain Suite. So, standard cabin sleeps four to five. The uh, Galaxy Class Sleep Suite sleeps up to four, and the Grand Captain Suite sleeps eight passengers. So with all your normal amenities and whatnot in there, all three cabin types include a mini fridge, hair dryer, safe, phone, TV, and H2O plus spa bath and shower products. So, um, you know, there you go. So it's, and and like you said, it's, um, you know, a two night stay, which kind of, which I get it because, you know, you're having, you know, all of this stuff going on. So if you got somebody that's been there for four days and you got somebody that's, you know, just now coming in, like, oh, wait, how, how do we yep. you know, interact with each one of these different people? Exactly. And, and you got to think the prices also has to do with the people that they're hiring to probably work here are half regular staff. But a lot of them are going to be trained actors because I've heard in Batu that people are very good about what they do. And they had an interview, even if they were regular employees that worked in the park. When they got hired on for Batu, they actually actually try and be like, "Oh yeah, I am, you know, and this character, and basically you had to act like it." And I've heard from people who actually worked there, like it wasn't, 
it's not an easy decision to switch to different parks or, or hotels because you lose your seniority. So, like, if you've worked on um, guard, the Tower uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout for two years, and then you go over to Jungle Cruise or whatever, you lost your seniority to bottom the totem pole. So it's a big decision to move. So the people who did move are experts, and I'm sure whoever they're hiring for this is going to be is going to be phenomenal. Oh yeah, and it's going to be even more so than the ones that are in Batu because this is a um, you know an experience. People that are going to here are going for a specific Star Wars. They're staying there. They're you don't They're, leave. It sounds like nope. you don't leave at all the first day. No. Nope. Yeah, they have like a, a little itinerary, you know, yeah. looks like one o'clock is check-in. Um, you go to your launch pad to the Star Cruiser, ship orientation, 145 to 215, light refreshments, um, a Sabacc lesson, um, and then it cuts it off. Um, and the next day, breakfast, transport shuttle to Batuu, Star Wars Rise of the Resistant. And then from there, it says story um, moment. For example, you might broker a deal for a heist, arrange to steal ship for the first order. Yeah, that's from 9.30 to 9.50. So it looks like you do get a little bit, and I'm sure maybe you could go out and explore the park. But why but, would you when you're there? Well, no, exactly. But you only have, so 8.45 to 9.30 is your, your ride time. And then from 9.30 to 9.50 is your, like I said, they call it the story moment. So you only got, what, 20 minutes there? Yeah. So yeah, I guess you can't come out, but I'm sure it's, hey, at 9.50 or 10 o'clock, you got to be back, um, what do they say, back to the transport shuttle to, uh, to I mean, to yeah. the start, or, yeah. or else, you know, see you later. Um, and then the next day is breakfast and launch pad to, uh, launch pod to terminal 9.30 to 10 o'clock. So it looks like, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock is going to be your checkout time. So they have all of it. Uh, shoot, they even have a Galactic Star Cruiser website. Man, fancy, fancy. So, yeah, you're going there for a specific thing, which, like you said, they're going to have the actors. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, so they got the Savakla. First day, the Spock lesson, muster, captain's reception, dinner featuring live music, and the outer rim regalia. So it's, oh, shoot. Then you got unexpected story moment. Wait, uh, so the food's included? Yeah. I oh. Think so. I think, I'm assuming it is for that price. I, I mean, so, so I was breaking it down. We went for our honeymoon 2011. It was probably about five grand. I think it was for flights and everything. So you figure it's probably, with inflation and everything, we probably would have paid about what they paid right there for staying in the hotel. Oh, this is, yeah. So then this is actually, I mean, you get a lot with this. Um, unexpected story moment after the regalia, prove your medal to join elite smuggling rig, hide a stowaway to help the resistance, bridge training, and then special atrium entertainment. So day two, like I said, um, oh, then you go on smugglers run, lunch at docking bay seven, and then transport shuttle back to star cruiser, lightsaber training from one to one thirty. And I did see you have to be um at least seven years of age to do that. Okay. Uh, then after that, you have a droid racing competition. After that, you build a model ship. Then you have a Savak tournament. Um, and then cocktails at Sublight Lounge, based around the Galaxy uh, Dinner. And then another story moment. You put the heist plan in action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. And then um, from 10 to 11 is a spectacular finale. 
So, so that'd be actually kind of cool. I need to have Connor send me some Sabat cards so I can learn how to play. Right. So that's kind of awesome. That's all in all. It sounds like it's a very fun experience, and for those that can afford it, it'd probably be worth it more than you would even believe. Oh yeah, exactly. And it's probably. I mean, obviously, it's geared for all ages, but I'm sure if you're older, they'll have you know. I don't say stuff for older, but you know, it's not more adult themed stuff. It's just for the kids, and okay, adults, you kind of sit over here and watch. I'm sure it's. I mean, if it's anything like the experience in the parks where you have these characters who are interacting with the parents and they give you a knowing wink, like they know that some of this stuff is childlike, but there is some stuff for magical stuff for the, you know, I'll never forget taking a selfie with Mary Poppins and she straight up looks me dead in the eye in the camera and she's like, what is this weird mirrored contraption? And I just looked at her. I'm like, you're good. And she smiled and winked because she, she was in character. And I can guarantee you they're going to have a lot of fun with this. And there's probably going to be some people who are rude because I know that when Batu first opened, people were really rude. And they're like, where are the teacups at? And then they're like, what are these teacups you speak of? And they're like, they're, yeah, they're getting where's, mad. Where's the bathroom? Right. You know, where are the you, you probably can say where are the facilities, but, you know. And I heard guys, you know, they were trained. They'd get in trouble if they didn't act in character. So I'm excited for this. Um, I have a secret to tell you after we're all done. Remind me to remind me, you about the secret. But um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if anyone's interested in going, I definitely go on this website. They have some awesome, and hopefully, you know, the 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 art that's on here is how it's going to be. Plus or minus. I mean, I know in like Batu, we're supposed to get droids that were going around and whatnot, and that never happened. Um, uh, well, they don't, they did. Well, they had them ready, but I think it was with COVID kind of shut stuff down because they um, R2 well, used to walk around with his friends. We saw that. I saw the testing in um, Disneyland where they had like yeah. three droids walking around. Yeah. But they I mean, in the beginning, they said it was going to open up with. Them, yeah. So, which, I mean, but, you know, and then COVID happened. So you got all of that. But I know people were disappointed. It's like, where's where's these droids at? Anyways. But I definitely, you know, if you're interested, I definitely go to the uh, their website, which basically I'm sure you just go to Disney World or type in Star Wars Galactic Cruiser website and look it up because it it looks pretty awesome. Um, That's like I said, pretty awesome. If yeah. you can, uh, if you can afford it, and if you do, um, I wonder if they will let you record. Probably not. Picture. That's what I'm thinking of. Is you probably will be able to like. Oh, you're probably going to have photo the, ops. The Jedi training, you can yes. take a picture of that. But as far as some stuff, they might say, you know, oh, nope. Or they might say, nope, keep your can. Oh, no, what's this thing? Your, what, well, what I, they call it? Your data pad or whatnot. You got to keep right. it in your cabin and you could use it in there. But out here, you can't. When they did the cast member preview for um, Marvel, the Marvel Land, what do they call it? Uh, Avengers Campus. Avengers Campus. Uh, they made them put it in a uh, one of those uh, foil bags, and they basically seal it, and then they have to break the seal once you go out. Yeah. And they did have yes, photo ops, but those photo all of that too. They, the photo ops were with their cameras, and when you took their photo op, they didn't give you the pictures until an yeah. approved date and time, which they did get special little things on it. it was a cast member preview kind of thing, so. Um, let us know if you're going to go. If you are, help us take pictures if you can. I want to see the outside of it more. Linktree.com. Go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Um, the next two items we got are Jungle Cruise related. 
Jungle Cruise did debut at number one opening weekend with $90 million globally. That includes, I believe it was $30 million just from uh, uh, Disney+. Plus. And they have added a Jungle Cruise movie Easter egg to the Disneyland ride. Now, they did show up uh, for the red carpet on the Disneyland ride. Um, what I did like about the Jungle Cruise movie is they said it's very action-packed. It's not kind of gimmicky like you would expect from a Disney movie based on a ride. And you can tell that The Rock and Emily Blunt had very good chemistry in the movie to make it more realistic and make it feel like an actual, like, legitimate movie and not some sort of Disney, let's make money any way we can. Um, yeah, I, yeah. from what I heard, it was kind of, like, all reminiscent to, like, the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean-type um, action and whatnot uh, on it, So, which is really, really good. And the Easter eggs, they are not in the act. They were not in the water. They are in the queue. So... Um, really keep an eye out if you look because they redid the um and don't google it don't spoil it for yourself in the uh the office in the queue so like on indiana jones uh you know there's some some easter eggs in that office so um i would say if you're in the queue um look into the office and see if you can figure out because if you look for it on the ride you're going to be sorely disappointed because if you find it i'd be very impressed I will tell people too. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this that um, Indiana Jones, that truck was in the movie. The one that you walk out, one on the exit, yep. That truck was in the actual movie. So I'm yeah. like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, you know, you don't see stuff like that very often. And, you know, I, I thought that was always been fascinating to me that they used an actual prop for, yeah. you know, yeah. that. And, so, and, yeah. And it's cool on that is if you Google it and look at it, you could see. Um, certain parts that are still on the truck that they use for like, oh, this is or the seat for the cameraman um, bolted onto so he could get this shot because this isn't part of the of the regular truck and little things like that um, on it where it's not just a normal truck that they put out there. You can see the little things that, um, you know, were used or accessories to be used on it. So, but yeah, on the Jungle Cruise the Easter eggs, look in the uh, look for it. Look in the office. Um, next, we got Disney Plus. Um, they're going to have a hand-drawn short series. Walt Disney Animation Studios presents Goofy and How to Stay at Home, and it premieres August 11th. Now, if you're a kid like me, I grew up with the Goofy how-to cartoons. There was one that was like how to uh, work out, how to learn how to dance. I think there was even one like Goofy does the how to do the Olympics. And um, it always goes hilariously wrong and things always go bad for him. So I'm excited for it to see what they do with it because everyone's assuming it's going to be something politically or whatever driven. But um, I think it's going to be fun. I always loved the goofy cartoons when I was a kid. Yeah, I to be honest, I never watched the how to's and I didn't even know that they even existed. I kind of vaguely remember them, um, but I never watched them. So it's cool that. A lot of these, especially now that they have, um, you know, Disney Plus to put the old ones on there and bring, you know, reincarnate them um, and, and put it on there. So it's cool to to see. I just hope they don't do the crazy thing when they make them look all weird. You yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He looks kind of like a crazy person in the new in the new cartoons. Yeah, well, and some of them, like, they'll have, oh, this was done by a guest artist, you know, so-and-so. Right. But they'll have, like, one um, like one episode done by them, which right. is fine. 
just fine because they'll do Which, it in there. I mean, the com- the comic books they do that, but usually they try and stick somewhat yeah. close to the art style. I mean, obviously they're going to be a little bit different, but you try and stick with the same kind of concept. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, so we have that coming August 11th, and then we have announced for sure that Marvel's Hawkeye is going to be um, released on Disney Plus November 24th, which um, people have already found out. There's some spoilers. If, you, if you're if you not careful, you'll find out there's some people that are going to be in it that they weren't for sure, but they've been announced they're going to be in it. But sadly, Miss Marvel's been delayed till early 22 release day on Disney Plus, and my thinking is they're going to kind of delay that so they'll have because they have what if coming out, which is going to come out. I think it's is it is it September? Uh, I just saw some for, but I didn't see the date. I can't remember. It's coming out soon, and I think what's going to end up happening is, is they're going to have basically what if run into uh, Hawkeye, which is going to run into uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which is going to run into Miss Marvel, hopefully, which will run into the Mandalorian, which then will run into uh the second season of loki because we don't know anything about the second season of loki it could get released earlier than we think because we don't know if they film stuff consecutively but um yeah we're we're gonna see soon enough sadly i'm sad that it's gonna be you know that um this next two things are kind of sad kind of weird um so since since we even put this on the agenda or shared it so much stuff has come out people have said so much stuff so Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the Black Widow release. Now, to set the record straight, this happens all the time, apparently. I Googled it, and actors and actresses have sued so many times, Disney included, over the way they've released different motion pictures and whatnot. Because Disney, people don't know, is very known for, we're going to put a movie on a date, and we're going to say we're going to release it. And then they knowingly have a backup plan in case that movie can't get finished and they'll switch dates. They most famously did that with Pirates of the Caribbean and Star Wars, where they were going to have Star Wars release in May and then Black uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean release in December, and they flopped. And all it was was it was a placeholder, and then as soon as they did that, then the Avatar sequel disappeared, and all, we still haven't gotten it. But and um, all the Star Wars all got released in December. December, after and that. They, that what they wanted to say was they wanted you think December, you think Star Wars. So there's always been issues, but so what the what basically what people are saying is apparently even Bob Iger has chimed in. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Faye. He chimed in and also yeah. said, and basically what the, I think the stipulation is is that no matter how you put it less money was made on any movie. So like uh Jungle Cruise probably could have made like 35 to 40 million because what people don't know is let's say for instance Tim's in town and Tim's like hey did you get Jungle Cruise? Hey did you get uh Black Widow? I'm like yeah let's watch it dude. Well guess what? Tim didn't buy a ticket. So it's 30 bucks, but every single time a family member wants to come over and watch it, you could have 40 people watching it with you then in the end. So it's not like everyone's saying oh you know it's 30 dollars it counts three people i'm like i don't know about you but when i get a movie or i get something like that i'm gonna you know i'm gonna have people come over and watch it with me and pause and you're jewish and you charge them you can say hi to tim oh he got the kibosh mama said no 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 
Okay. Three, two. So yeah, so they they basically, um, you know, the, the the revenue is not there. Now I don't know if it's in her contract because, um, uh, what's her face? The one we always forget her name. The one that played Cruella. We never can remember her name from Easy A. Isn't that what's her name's uh, wife? I mean, yeah. Not no. No. I think no. I say that every time. Emma You're Thompson. thinking of Emily Blunt. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. There you go. So she apparently they're saying that she's looking at possibly suing because she's same boat. It was supposed to be a theatrical release and it's not. You know, and, and, and the I'm different. Sure. The, the difference is though, I didn't know this. They base their back end on how much publicity they give. So with the press tour, how many people they talk to, that is it. That depends on how much back end they get. And so I think they're feeling like I did all this press work for nothing. And I get that people are mad at her. I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest takeaway, I don't care what happens with this because she said she's done with the movies anyways. There was a rumor they're saying that she's going to come back in another movie. I don't think so. Whatever. But the thing that I've noticed is why did Disney attack her, attack her character? That's super weird, right? Yeah. They attacked her character, and I'm like, Disney doesn't do that. So either they're worried about what she's doing or they're trying to set an example because the yeah. work on trying to get her canceled. Mind you, Scarlett Johansson has the shadiest background for doing stuff like portraying Asian uh, characters from comic books that are traditionally Asian twice and then saying she would never do it again after the first time and then the second time did it again and then after saying she wouldn't take roles from other people was going to play a transgender person and people are like there's plenty of transgender actresses that could go ahead and do this and then she finally backed out of the movie so she she's not squeaky clean but they were basically just saying that she's greedy and stuff like that I'm like but here's the thing what happens if She's like Tom Cruise or somebody that all of a sudden is doing their own stunt and gets hurt. You know, some of these people, you know, you make that much money. You pay a ridiculous amount on taxes. You have to pay so much for security. You have to pay so much for all this different kind of stuff. Obviously, you become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. We can't all be Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, who still drives a Prius and a moped and doesn't spend any money. You know, a lot of these people that are famous, they grow accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And... You don't know what's going to happen next. So if you're planning on expecting on, on that amount of money, we don't know what's going to happen. The Rock apparently said he's not going to sue. I, I don't know why he even had to bring that up, but he said he's not going to. Mind you, I've, he has his own tequila brand and all this different kind of stuff. So whoop de doo. Yeah, he could fall back on his Fast and the Furious, you know, money anyways. Um, but but with it, I bet you it was, you know, he was probably getting a lot of people asking him as far as fans and whatnot, and they're probably. like, well. And with him and Disney probably, you know, said, hey, you know, just make some type of statement, you know, or talk to them. Hey, what are you going to or whatnot? Right. Not, okay, just make some type of statement so we could all be on the same page because he brings a huge draw. You could not be a Disney fan. You could be a rock fan and you'll go watch whatever it, movie. It, exactly. And I think, that's why they, I think that's why they grabbed him. They knew he was a people grabber. And for, yep. for, remember, this movie, Jungle Cruise was supposed to come out last year. And so, you know, and uh, interesting story about The Rock I just found out to segue before we go into the even worse part, the next next topic that's even worse than what we just talked about. But um, did you ever notice he doesn't have a six pack? I, I never he, looked at his he, six pack. He only has a four, like four and a half pack. Well, 
people are always asking him, I guess. And finally he said when he was in a wrestling match, he tore uh, a groin muscle and tore. And because of that, it tore a bunch of other stuff. It, yeah, probably worked its way up. So whatever those bottom two, you know, muscles They are. don't work properly, and it's like at a weird angle now. And I didn't even, I didn't even notice it. Um, and I was like looking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all cockeyed. It looks like he's standing at an angle. And I'm like, and he talked about that, like you know, to set the record straight, this is what happened. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's interesting uh, on that. And from what I've been hearing back to the rock as well but i'll circle it back around to scarlett johansson um is that the jungle cruise could be like a pirates of the caribbean where they are will do a series um from it yes. so like you said with him not suing and releasing the statement then it's like okay if he says he was going to sue but they plan for the future to have like you know at least another movie two or three more movies after this then it's going to be a little uh he sued him but yet we're going to sign him for two more movies uh and it's the rock so you got to have the rock in there both uh but back to scarlett johansson i bet you i mean with the with the disney lawyers and everyone with these contracts or whatnot i'm sure there's so much um you know fine print on the back end of these contracts that there's you know a way for disney to kind of do what they want to do and say hey if there's you know we say this date but if it happens to be something else blah blah you know I, I get that part of it, but I think whatnot. I think because uh, Bob, Bob Iger has, has come out and said apparently that Disney screwed up on the contract. That's what they said. He said. Now we don't know if that means she's going to get paid or it makes yeah, that she has no chance of getting paid. But I yeah. think personally, with the lawyer she probably has, she has Marvel lawyers. That's what I'm going to say. She has the same attorneys that you can get, like the best people you know can get. So I'm assuming she's gonna basically get, uh, you know, some of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I heard um, what's his name, uh, Alfinati's need some work, so she could uh, get with him, and you know, he'll he'll get money. I don't know if she will, but he will. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. So, well, and on top of that news, you know, Disney then announces, which hey, I'm okay with this. So people are getting mad about companies requ- requiring a vaccine to work at a place. Now, here's the thing. You don't have the right to work at a place. If it goes against what you believe in everything, you don't have to work there. And that's the thing. Businesses have to protect themselves. Um, and uh, I'm just kind of like, what happens when they have one person who's immune compromised? They can't get the vaccine. They get sick there and they die and they blame the company because that's going to happen inevitably. And that's what Disney is doing. They're now requiring all salaried and non-union cast members to be vaccinated because it's going to be very, very difficult to get the union cast members vaccinated. Yeah. And with that, it, you know, it says in the article that they are in talks with the unions and, you know, working something out there where obviously it's, you know, union. So they're, protected by their unions and have to they can't just say oh hey you mr union men are have to get um have to get vaccinated He's like uh no i don't work for you i work for the union and you know we have a contract with you that way uh that way so um no so they're working with with them and figuring um something out and i know since this came about it seemed like disney was the first big one that i heard of and now you're having was it walmart and um uh, a couple other bigger companies coming out and, and requiring vaccines. You know, it's 
time and whatever. Like you said, that's that's their uh, you know they they can do that. But I um, do know on some of them that it says you know if it is um, you know against your you know religion or like you said you're immune compromised or, or something like that um, that they'll work with you um, or maybe put you move you to. You can still work for the company, but maybe put you, if you're around a lot of people, move you to um, a different location or a different job or you're yeah, not exactly. as many people or whatnot. So it's not like, oh, sorry, you don't, you know, you can't get it. Now you're fired. It's like, well, what the heck? Because you're kind of, you know, possibly open yourself up for um, a lawsuit. On on that, I mean, anybody could sue anybody for anything, whether you're right or wrong. If you got enough money, you could drag it out forever. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I mean, I'm surprised to be honest that it hasn't happened earlier. And maybe everyone was just waiting for one company to do it, and then everyone it's follow been, after it's that. It's been weird. It's been weird because Walmart is only requiring their corporate people to do it, not their employees in the stores. I mean, I don't know how many greeters shouldn't the, the greeters should have the vaccine by now, honestly. Right. And that's not even saying anything about age because I've seen some younger people who are greeters oh. now, but they have ailments and they're more well, vulnerable. And well, and, and think about it: you're probably one of the only people that will every person that comes into that store you're having you're contact almost, with. You're having contact with them, so yeah. you're the most. You know, you're ground zero for for it. Um, and the other thing is, I did on the article, it did say the ones that are working from home don't have to um, be vaccinated. But if they come are required to come back, then they have to get vaccinated. And they said that uh, employees have 60 days to do it and new hires have to um, have proof before they get hired. Okay. So that, was, that, was, that was the other two on it so well well, hopefully um you know this you know will get more people working back in the parks too because that'd be kind of awesome yeah so i don't know if you want to you know kind of go into the next thing here if you want to get this first one the first two save it till last if there isn't that yeah but yeah well yeah we'll save that for last because that's kind of it's it's pretty quick and, and it's kind of the biggest news out of the disney park pile um, before yeah. we go there, let us know anything you want us to cover. Uh, uh, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. Check out all of our stuff there, YouTubes, Twitches, you name it. Um, so starting in the Disney Parks pile, the Disneyland app is introducing a new digital hotel key, personalized home screen, and more mobile order locations. Um, I think this is uh, going to be the testing ground for them replacing the Magic Bands in Disney World. And since they don't have that anything there, and they do probably have the most updated, aside from the Star Cruiser Hotel, they do have the most updated hotel of the Disneyland Hotel being remodeled as COVID happened. So, uh, yeah. Well, and with that, because uh, I'm a member of the Hilton Honors or whatnot, and on theirs, I'm just using that one as, because I know it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure others have it as well, that you can... You know, now with COVID, digitally check in through their app, blah, 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 same as this. And that at certain hotels, you have a digital key. So you don't have a little credit card um, in your wallet or a man. Right. Oh, do I have it? Do you have it? Um, 
or, you know, if you go with your wife, oh, I get two in case you go somewhere or I go out, or it's on your phone, there it is. You know, you uh, bring it next to the door, because, and like on some of the keys where it doesn't have a slot in it, you just tap the key up against right. it. Right. And it opens up. It's the same thing with the phone where it emits a little, I don't know if it's Bluetooth, RFID, or, you know, some signal, and it unlocks right. your, uh, your door and you and you walk in so this which is, that's what we actually when we went to disney world 2000, 2011 your your key for your room was also your pass to get in and it was your meal ticket so basically if you had the meal plan you'd use that to get your food and you even even tell you this is how many you have would you like to use them and um yep. you know that which was pretty cool you know they're just instead of having a band you have it's on your phone yeah which they're which obviously in disneyland that's what they're going to because um, you know, I don't think they have as much, you know, capability as they do like in Disney World, and it's just bigger and everything. As well. Disney World, you're gonna have a lot more issues because I mean, some people it sounds crazy, but some people will spend you know half the time in one hotel, the other half in another hotel. I don't know how that's gonna work. You know, it's kind of crazy like that. Yeah. Um, Trader Sam's and Chinatiki Bar will start taking reservations for lunch and dinner beginning August 11th with the first reservation date of august 15th um this is kind of big because i don't think that they didn't take reservations before did they i not that i remembered that's kind of huge that's why i saw it i'm like oh wow so it is big but with the one there the inside area is small but that's where they have all the lights and everything you know the little show that goes on outside area is nice um a little bit bigger than the inside but I just hope that if you don't have a reservation or that they don't have all the seating inside all for reservation people and you walk up, you don't make a reservation. Hey, I'd like to get inside and they have some tables for walk up only. Or if it's right. all for reservation, it's like, oh, hey, I'd like to sit inside. Oh, sorry. You know, we're, we're booked for the night uh, or, or sorry, we're booked. OK, put me on the wait list. How long is it going to be? So, like, you cannot get in. It's like, what do you mean? Oh, you got to make a reservation. Okay, well, how do I do that? It's like, no, there's none available. And you go online and it's booked for, like, the next three weeks because I think it's only, like, 70. It's either 45 or 75 in there. I think it's 75 in there. It's not, it's not so very it's, many. No, it's, it's, it's tiny. It's extremely small. Or And if they do do a reservation type thing in there, that they do it, like, when Oga's first opened up and say, okay, Here's your reservation for 6.30. You have 90 minutes, and then you're gone. You right. can't sit in here all night because we nope. got to get people in and out. And, I, you and, know, if and, they do that, I hope that's what they do because you get people. I mean, we've been outside for a couple hours and watching people, and they're just sitting there just waiting, waiting to get in. And at that, it's first come, first serve. And you right. get people because the restroom's on the inside that they, they will stand there. They will wait be standing people will be standing there for an hour just to get inside and you and i bet you they're going to have a thing where there's a certain time limit to where it ends because they probably make a ton of money all the people just squeezing in together and getting drinks so i have a strong feeling that they're probably gonna set a time but i'm excited they're they're doing this because it'll get people more experience in that tiki bar because we got lucky enough when we went um there was nobody there so we legitimately were just us two, and there was a couple people at the bar, and it was very quiet, and it was nice having a little drink while before we went back to the hotel because we stayed at the 
uh, at the Disneyland Hotel that time, and it's literally right there. Yeah. So you can literally walk down, you know, I think it's like, you know, a couple hundred feet away, and bam, you're right back at your hotel. So it's really nice. Yeah, uh, ex- exactly. And like you said, I mean, hopefully, yeah, that, you know, it's big for the the reservations for it. And, and I know if they do do it wrong, like, oh, all reservations, like the whole inside is just reservations only. And because this is a popular place for, you know, locals that come in that don't even go to the park and just go here, or there'll be right. some people that went to the park, hey, you know, I'll get at Trader Sam's early, get us a table, and when you're ready, come on over and kind of hold hold down the fort. Um, that if they do that, there will be, I think there will be enough um, backlash on it that they will they will change it. They'll they'll get it fixed really quick. Yeah. They did that with the last one. You know, it may have delved into something else, but they did fix the last one. It didn't took them a minute, but they yeah. ended up getting it right. So it's not like it's something that is you know that they don't fix. They're uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Disney does not take any pride in screwing stuff up. So yeah. um, they and make it, sure it's correct. Yeah. And if they do, they fix it pretty quick. Pretty quickly. Um, Walt Disney World will resume annual passes by the 50th anniversary. Um, I know plenty of people that had the passes. I think um, they they still have annual passes. They just stopped new sales. Yes. And they let people back out of the sales when COVID happened. So Correct. if you had just signed up, you could defer or, you know, whatnot. Um, uh so that's kind of awesome because obviously they want the sales for the 50th anniversary because everyone's going to want to get a pass for that. Um, yep. and we'll talk more about some other stuff with that. Um, we talked about the commercials for yep. the prices and everything. And then we have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Guest and cast member previews coming before 10-1 at Epcot. I met a real chef and I asked her. She had a hat on like that. And uh, I was laughing because I was like, whenever I see that hat, it always reminds me of that guy I saw on the internet who had the costume for Halloween where he had the little light in his hat and you could see Ratatouille, um, Remy, on the top of his, on his head. And I'm like, that's always so cool. And um, uh, I don't know how it's going to end up playing out, but um, all reports are it's supposed to be a very awesome ride. Right. Well, it's just, it's like Rise of the Resistance, exactly the same, but... Um, Instead of being Star Wars, you're now um, supposed to be um, Remy, and everything yeah. is going to be big. So exactly, it looks good. Especially um, they already have it in Disneyland Paris. So if you want to see a ride through, watch watch that. Watch that. All right, took a little bit of break. We're back with the two biggest things that um, kind of came out over uh, the past couple of days. Disney hasn't Disneyland has announced their magic key annual pass replacement levels and pricing. Shockingly enough, the top tier lowered from what the original higher pass was. And um, mind you, if I were to get a pass, it'd be $300 a month because it'd be me, the wife and the kid. And I'm not going to buy a pass unless I can go exactly the days I want to go. And basically what the, tiers go through do you have the tiers listed you're gonna lay, lay them out yeah so they have the and obviously these are called uh magic keys oh uh, you know all of them are something key so they're not they're not ap anymore i guess you're an mk I, I don't know anyways um so they have the imagine key which is for socal residents 
uh, only, so it's their SoCal Select Pass, obviously has the most blackout dates, and it is $400 a month, give the Imagine Key, uh, and you get a 10% uh, merchandise and select dining discount. So, like I said, this is SoCal, and I think SoCal cutoff is Fresno County, or thereabouts, somewhere in there. So, I know for me, I'm considered Southern California. You up there in Northern California, I am not. not no, so, I think I think you're right because I know um, uh, we have friends in Bakersfield who are annual pass holders with a SoCal pass. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you have the Enchant Key, which is the next one up at six hundred and forty nine dollars um, a month. And oh, my wheel just got caught. Uh, and so that one, oh, oh, so for the lowest one, you could do two theme park reserve hold two theme park reservations at a time. So, yes, with these, you do have to do reservations. You can't just show up um, unless you're lucky and you show up and you get a reservation, but you right. do have to uh, make reservations on, uh, with them. So, the next one, like I said, is the Chant Key, about 650 bucks total. And this one, you could have up to four theme park reservations at a time, a little less blackout dates than the Imagine Key. And this one, you get the same 10% off merchandise and select dining. The next one up is the Believe Key for $950. This one, you could have uh, up to six reservations that you hold at a time. And when I say reservations, it doesn't have to be six days in a row. It could be um, three two-day passes. It could be one six-day passes. You can just hold a maximum of six reservations at a time. They say reservations. That is a day. At, uh, basically, six days. Uh, right, and I think that the key thing with those, the days themselves, is if you were like me, we would go three days in a row. So we would yep. go, uh, well, no, two days. We'd go Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then we would do a big trip. We'd go usually four days and do it like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of thing, Friday, yep. leave Friday. So the big thing with this is is you have the ability to plan out a couple trips if you go a couple days or do one trip, which is fine by me. And I think it's kind of awesome because some people don't want to deal with the stress of, uh, you know, not uh, not having, you know, knowing when you get there. And maybe it's going to help with crowds a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is their solution to crowds. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like I said, believe key 950, make up to six reservations or hold six reservations at a time, not as many blackouts. Um, and on this one, you get a 50% off parking, which they've never done that before. It's either included or not included, or you could add it on and then 10% off merchandise and dining. Uh, and then their top one, which is the dream key, no blackout dates, same thing, six reservations at a time. Um, you can book 90 days in advance. It's the only tier that includes parking, um, Ooh, yeah. that makes it almost worth it. It's a, it's like a hundred dollars cheaper than it was before, I think, too. And this one, you get twenty percent off merchandise and fifteen percent off dining. So the top tier one is you obviously get more. Where before the old passes, the higher um, tier you get, the you know it incrementally went out. Like you get ten percent, then fifteen, and then the top one would get twenty. Where this one, all the lower tiers are all. 10% merchandise and dining where the top one is 20% merchandise, 15% dining and parking is included. No blackout calendar. Um, but the only drawback is, is you could only have six um, theme park reservations at a time. 
So it's not like you, you could go anytime, but you got to have reservations. Reservations, yeah. For the park. Um, and with it, all of these do have park, park hoppers. And as of right now, it's uh, after 1 p.m. So now, does that mean when it comes back uh, to park hopping where it's anytime that these will go back to that? I have a sneaking suspicion they probably will, because then what's the point of getting, um, you know, some sort of annual pass if you can't do that? And it doesn't include, obviously, because they're not available right now, um, Max Pass or Photo Pass. But like before, um, I don't know. I think with the Signature 60 Plus included, um, Max Pass and Photo Pass were these ones it doesn't but i'm sure it's, you're gonna have you know all the cart options to add it on as you did um before once those become available i'm i'm assuming they didn't say anything on it but right I just wanted to to roll these out to be like hey here you go and then once the theme park gets more so going um and once they kind of figure these out as well on how everyone's gonna use them um then they could could go from there and like you said, with having the reservations, they know what, you know, how, how to crowd control on that. Because they know, okay, this day we had X amount of people um, come in that were annual passes and mm -hmm. out that were ticketed people. So they know exactly where it is and they could um, more so, you know, plan out ahead of time on it or before. All of a sudden, there could be half as many annual passes one day than the next day because there was some type of release or whatnot. And it's like, how, you know, we can't really plan for it because we don't know how many people are coming in. We know people's tickets more or less, but not as far as pass holders because they get to show up anytime, don't have a reservation. So we kind of knew when, you know, sneaking suspicion that when this an annual pass program was going to come back, that it probably was going to be a reservation based system um which you know, i'm i'm fine with now it all depends on like when they did it in disney world that there was actually you know they had like 60 percent for what for uh, um tickets and 30 percent or 40 percent for passes and they were yep. finding that the ticket yep. people weren't coming back so then they adjusted it as disney does because there's more pass people that were wanting to come back than ticketed people so then they'd adjust it because obviously at the end of the day they want people through the gate well if you got more uh i mean and they can see the numbers in real time you don't know they never divulge that but they know what it is so they can adjust and be like oh hey we released more um reservations for annual pass people so if you wanted to come get on there we released it and boom those fill up so they're always maximizing um, adjusting and maximizing yeah so, and with all of these, if you're a California resident, you do have the um, monthly plan, which is back. I think it's cost a little bit more um, down payment on it. I think it's like uh, 100 Of course, I'm looking here and it doesn't say it. Um, like $179, if I remember right, down payment. And basically, that's like day one you get in. It's like a one-day ticket. Right, yeah. Uh, and after that, then it goes to monthly payments. And the cheapest one, the three ninety nine, is twenty bucks a month, which is this obviously only for SoCal residents. Um, but it's it's twenty bucks a month. And of course, in this article, doesn't show. So 
Yeah, but, so, I mean, we're going to see, and the other news with this is if you have unused tickets, you can use it to upgrade to the pass, which um, I, I tell a lot of people, if you are interested in getting a Disney pass, what you need to do is you need to book a three- or four-day trip. If you're in the ability to to buy, and um, what you can do is, people don't know this, if you have a four-day ticket, in the first three days, you're like, you know, this is fantastic. Let's do it. As long as you go to the ticket counter before you're into your fourth day, they can apply everything you paid for that ticket towards the annual pass, which yep. is what we did when we did ours. Because we, um, the tickets were given to us, you know, by my dad. So, you know, that was $360 right off the top of our bill for that. So we didn't even have to pay that much. You know I mean? They knew how much the tickets were worth. So even if you get them at a discount, like if you do like a fundraiser type thing that they used to do, whatever, you can literally give it to them and they're going to apply it towards it. And it, it makes it makes all the sense in the world because now you're not having to deal with that crazy payment because that payment, people don't know, that does go down when you pay more money. Because some people are like, because what if you come in there and you're there for five days? I mean, some five-day tickets are going to cost you, you know, $400, $500 a person if yeah. you do certain ones. So you literally $1,000 right off the get-go, you pay for almost one of the passes. So, yep. you know. Yeah. And I did hear, and I'm trying to find it, and I should have done it before we we got here, is that they have that special uh, three-day pass right now that that one is to not use that to upgrade it because it's a special discounted ticket. Correct. And I think that was, those ones expire, I think, the end of September. Yep. Yep, exactly. So you can't go, you know, if you already had it and you want to upgrade it since it is a heavily discounted ticket, um, you can't use it. It's for you know a uh, regular price uh, tickets or not not as discount because I think that one ended up being like eighty three bucks a day, and yeah. that was uh, you know well ages for California residents only. But with those type of tickets, that you can't use it because uh, it's not allowed. And they say that in in the rules and whatnot. And the other thing is. is that I saw somebody pointed out and it could be in the other ones. I don't know, but it was just, I, you know, I saw it in their terms and conditions or whatnot that somebody highlighted that um, if something happens again, you know, a pandemic or whatnot, and the parks have to shut down for an extended time that you are not, uh, basically they say you will not get any money back or, or anything like that. And like I said, yeah. it could have been in, in the first one as well. But they said, nope, we'll, you know, we'll do this or do that uh, on it. But somebody did say, and it was almost like specific to like a pandemic. I forgot what the wording was on it, but it's like basically if a COVID type event happens again, you won't get your your money back on it. Correct. Uh, so, like I said, somebody, like I said, whether it was there before, I don't know. I can't remember. I didn't read that when I got my, actually, it was a one page contract that said, okay, here's your down payment. Here's a month of payment, 0% interest because we're not making any money on it and sign. You're good to go. Cause obviously you got to have some type of, of contract. Uh, obviously I did mine at the ticket office um, or you could do it online. Same, same thing. So I just thought that was, was interesting, which I don't blame Disney if they did upgrade that or not, because now's the time to do it. Obviously they, rolled out a full new um, pass for this so um you know we'll see 
from what I've obviously it, this just came out a couple days ago, so we'll see. I think everyone's still kind of digesting it. You could go on the website and see what the blackout calendars are for each level um, on it, and obviously, you know, the most uh, most popular blackout, the most popular times at Disneyland are the ones that are blacked out, even with the less blackout ones. You know, all yeah. your spring break and New Year, Christmas, New Year's. Um, and probably some weekends during the summer, probably just not as many, but that's is what the blackout was, which that's how it was on the signature one. It was just two weeks in between Christmas and New Year's. So, um, you know, check out the the website and like what you put it perfectly is if you're thinking about this, um, you know, buy a two, three day, four or five day ticket. And at the end, you could always upgrade it um, to a pass and or to a key i guess and like what a podcast i was listening to before even if you're in between two like two keys go for the lower tier one and see if that works because you could always upgrade it you can't downgrade it but you could always upgrade it so oh we'll try it out oh you know it works hey it's fine but you know if it doesn't and i want you know the less blackout days well then you you can upgrade it correct Always upgrade it. You can't it's actually very it. easy to upgrade, and obviously they want you to because they get more money out of you. So exactly, yeah, easy, easy to upgrade, and easy to turn your ticket into a pass, and they basically prorate the rest of your ticket onto the pass. And I don't think you have to pay the down payment because you already have the ticket. Like your ticket is down payment kind of already on it. Don't quote me. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so got got annual plat. You know past that that came out uh i'm surprised that it came out this soon um but i think it's legit a test for disney world because they're probably going to change over to that one after that yeah who who knows especially with them you know they said that they'll you know passes coming out um you know resume past sales on right before before the 50th so but that would mean that they would have to either tweak their existing one or basically say, okay, if you have one, can't use it anymore. And here's the, the new ones. I, who knows what it is, or at least with Disneyland, it's easy enough because there wasn't any. So it's good to see it, you know, just make sure you got to make reservations to go there. You can't walk up. So I'm sure, you know, you're going to have people that are all mad about it, but if you're a true Disney fan, know it already. So there's really no, excuse for it exactly Um, and i'm sure and i know with the flex pass because i was looking to get it that uh you know say i wanted because i think the flex pass you only hold a maximum of two reservations so say if we wanted to go down for an extended weekend take a you know leave friday off of work um at the end of work but then take monday off of work and have three days while i was looking at it and um because i think you have to I can't remember if you have to wait till the end of the day. Like, say I got Saturday, Sunday, but I wanted to get Monday too. I can't remember if I wait if it was the end of the day, Saturday, when I could get Monday, or if it's once I got into the park, scan my ticket that I could get. Oh yeah, I because w- technically, if you if you scan it into the park, you're not holding that day anymore for a reservation because you're there. Right. Exactly. I can't re- I can't remember what it was, but anyways, and like I said, that was just one pass. Now these are all four passes. So, you know, your reservations, hopefully they have more on it. But I think there was only one time 
that the Monday or a, a weekend built up that you couldn't go on because it was a one of the more popular. But everything else is even if I didn't um, looking at the calendar that it wasn't um, they weren't sold out uh, of the reservations. Like you could go down there Friday and I could make a Saturday Sunday reservation um, for it using the flex pass because it's like you know two days i mean yeah you can do that but i mean for me personally i feel better with a three day just because like i said whether you know take a friday off of work right saturday sunday or you know saturday sunday take monday off leave friday after work or even if hey leave friday after work get down there it's like hey you know what got down here at nine o'clock let's go into the park for a couple hours right Um, they got the, you know, if I had three days, well, I already have the two days that I want. Oh, let's see if there's a reservation to go down because we've done that before. Um, met some friends down there and they took, you know, they had time off and, or they you know, didn't have to take work off. And we met them down there and they were like, hey, you know what? We, we only got a ticket for three days. Um, so they went to downtown Disney eight. We met them at downtown Disney. They went back to the hotel because they stayed across the street. The bus line was crazy um, to get on. So we're like, shoot, let's just go into the park, rode a couple rides. Actually, it was one of the few times that got stuck on Space Mountain with the lights on. So that was cool. The friends were mad, but what are you going to do? And we just talked to the person at the at the bus line. We're like, hey, how long is that line going to be? He's like, oh, I'd probably say 45 minutes. You know, but if you come back in an hour, it'll be good. Perfect. When the park rode a couple rides, came back and sure enough, walked right on. So having that flexibility was was nice so but anyhow you know that's that's what it is so we we got something for disneyland now so yeah it's something to look forward to so i am excited for it so if you guys want to do that uh go check out disneyland website i uh, think they start the 22nd or 25th i think i think it's 25th is when the passes go on sale um but make sure you check out all of our stuff linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming check out all the links what is it? Day is it, Tim? Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. You'll be able to get the passes. Twenty fourth. You're get. You're gonna get in the queue. It's gonna be the same thing like they did for Touch of Disney. Same thing like they did when the when the tickets went on. I would say go on the twenty fifth and get it. Now, if they're all sold out by then, you know you could write me hate mail or whatnot. But like anything, the system is bogged down the first day because everyone wants to get it, and then the next day is people were in there for less than an hour. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. So I'm assuming this is probably going to be the same thing. And it said if you sign up within the first 66 days, you get a couple special goodies included in it. Like you get a magnet, you get a pin, you get a button, you get all of these different. Well, that should be fun. So, but that's my advice. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. But if you do, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. So. That'll do it for us uh, for the FOMO cast. Shout out to Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Check out their content about Bad Batch. Going over some Marvel stuff as well. Uh, help them out for that. Uh, but thank you guys all for listening. Mr. J, what's up? Tell Tim, uh, uh, give him give him a titty twister next time you see him. I'm going to see him on Sunday. But if I if you see him before that, give him a titty, twist, titty twister for me. Um, but for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.